0: My name is Alvin Miller, and I'd like to talk to you about rage.
1: He is 67 years old, but he could pass for 37. His words are rough, but his tone is gentle. If you sat next to him on a Baltimore City bus, you'd never
0: know. I'd get on buses and I'd talk to the men, I'd talk to the women, I'd talk to whites, blacks. i just talk to people you'd never know what used to be inside Albert. There was a time when I was growing up in the late 50s and early 60s, I absolutely despised everybody white, anything white, because I felt that they were constantly taken from black people, disrespecting us. And that rage thing was taking over my mind and my life. Stories of Hope is a podcast about people who meet needs, build
1: relationships, and change lives. In this episode,
0: I went through a lot of depression, trying to commit suicide, cut myself all up, and all of that.
1: The first time he came, he was looking for clothes. The second time he came, he was offering to volunteer. This is the story of what happened the third, the fourth, and the hundredth time that Albert Miller showed up at Baltimore's Fells Point Compassion Center.
0: When you have seen the physical, emotional, psychological death and destruction that I've seen, And then when you get a chance to step away from that, you don't just, these things just don't happen. From
1: Send Relief, this is Stories of Hope. Today's episode, Inside Albert. The first thing people notice is his eye. Almost every day, weather permitting, Albert Miller roams Southeast Baltimore, one eye open and one eye closed. For Albert, his injured right eye is a forget-me-not reminder of the angry and dangerous man he once was.
0: I was like prime material for different types of gangs. And uh, that's what happened to my eyelid. to cut my eyelid off. Guy was trying to cut my eye out, but he just got the lid.
1: Anyone would have scars if they were born, as Albert says, in the wrong place at the wrong time.
0: The area where I grew up at, at Fremont Saratoga, was like, You know, there was a lot of fights down that way.
1: Ask him if he was a bad kid, and he'll shake his head and say no. He was a very bad kid, who one night in 1969 made a very bad choice.
0: We felt like this, if a black man wants something, you gotta take what you want, as simple as that. I ended up connecting with people who felt the same way. So we robbed people, we robbed stores, we got in our little gang fights, and, and what ended up happening is we went in Rob's store. One of my friends turned to run and killed this man. He got life in 20. I ended up getting life. Put the food in the boxes, y'all. This is what
1: Friday sounds like in a food desert.
2: Imagine like your diet being 7-Eleven, you know, or like another corner store that carries junk food. Well, we got,
1: more of that. We got one, two, that is Josh Teransky. Josh helps run the Compassion Center in Fells Point, a neighborhood with thousands of haves, thousands of have-nots, and zero affordable grocery stores.
2: To the north is Johns Hopkins Medical Center, which is world famous for its research. So probably about two-thirds of our neighborhood that where we're focused on would be middle to upper class families. But we have deep pockets of poverty. We have uh, three different um, projects that are section eight housing with um, eight to 10,000 people living in those um, housing projects. The average household income for those families is about $7,700 a year. And because you have so, such wealthy families in a zip code where there's also poverty, poor families are overlooked.
1: The overlooked are the ones who come to the Compassion Center. The mothers steering baby strollers up and down aisles of donated clothes. The grandfathers who haven't had a decent meal in who knows how long, shopping for canned vegetables and ramen noodles. And none of them know.
2: Okay, so we've been going through the book of Mark.
1: None of them know how strange it is to meet a Southern Baptist church planting missionary running the Lutheran Fells Point Compassion Center.
2: Today, we're gonna look at Jesus calling his first two disciples. We ended up in Southeast Baltimore, where we're at right now, because there's a need for a new church there. And we were meeting in our home, but 63% of Baltimore is African American, and culturally, they will not go to a home as a first point of contact. So if you want to plant a diverse church in Baltimore City, you need to have a public location.
1: When they started in 2017, Josh Taransky and his new church, Haven City, didn't have the $5,000 a month it would cost to rent space in Fells Point. And so when Haven City Church began to outgrow his living room, Josh began to panic a little and pray a lot.
2: It was within a week and a half or two weeks of kind of that, you know, panic where are we gonna? Where are we gonna go? Where are we gonna meet at? That I got an email that said, "Hey, the CEO of the Lutheran Mission Society is looking for someone to help manage the Fell's Point Compassion Center." So I met with the CEO, and he said, "Look, uh, if you and your church wants to take a leadership role in this place, help manage it, steward over the building, then your church can use this for." Gatherings, storage, uh, do with it. So it was a trade.
1: It was a deal. Haven City Church could not and did not refuse. They began meeting here on Sundays for worship and started managing the center's day-to-day operations. And as they did, they found out they'd gotten more out of the deal than what they bargained for. There
2: are about between 150 to 200 clients that are regular visitors. Those people come through needing food, clothing. God's allowed us to come in and meet those needs. And all of a sudden, these walls go down and people are open relationally. Because you're meeting needs, you're sending relief. Churches should grow out of that.
1: Albert Miller knows the date by heart. November 21st, 2017. That was the day he walked out of prison a free man. He'd been locked up for almost half
0: a century. 48 years, five months, and about four hours.
1: Long enough to re-enter the outside world as a rehabilitated but very
0: confused Rip Van Winkle. There was many things I don't know. But my mind, I'm the kind of person that, okay, what is this? Smartphones amazed and baffled
1: him and the first meal he ate, he threw up. Four decades of prison food will do that. Back then, he was living with family, and that's how Albert Miller met Josh Taransky.
0: My sister that I lived with brought me down here, and after she brought me down here, uh, they gave me some clothes. I started talking to him, and uh, I recognized from that point out that this is where I belong.
2: When I first met him, his sister brought him into the center. We helped him get some clothes. He's got a great story, really sweet heart. So we got talking and we just hit it off.
1: It was the beginning of a beautiful friendship. After that first meeting, Albert came back to the Compassion Center again and again, and he and Josh began to talk more and more. Only now, Albert was looking for something more than just a pair of pants.
0: I came back because it was like I kept feeling his atmosphere. So I started coming down, helping out by cleaning things. I do food boxes on Friday and I seen that he had a church. I said, you got a church? He said, yeah, I do. God,
2: has, God could provide for everybody spontaneously. But what he has seen fit to do in the world, to care for people in the world, is to do it through the work of human beings.
0: Fit and I to came to his church. And the first time I heard one of his sermons, I was totally, absolutely uh, uplifted because I've learned that Jesus is the way, that there's no other way except for him. And he's the way that I'm going to go. Now inside Albert, the rage has been replaced. No matter what it is, how terrible it is, things can be better. And there's hope as long as you're alive.
1: And now, every Sunday morning in Fells Point, if you listen close, you can hear him singing along with all the other people at Haven City Church. Most of them just like Albert. People who came to the Compassion Center looking for help and found it.
2: Now I see it, now I understand. Like, ah, you know, people, people have physical needs and God allows the pairing of these two things together—physical needs are being met, the gospel is being preached—and uh, when a church comes in and it manifests the vision of sand relief, which is like we're going to meet the needs, meet the needs of people in crisis. Well, God builds those relationships so that the gospel can be carried over that bridge, right? That relational bridge, and. God just does that. I mean, it's just kind of the natural progression of what happens. That's what we've seen. It's exciting.
1: From Send Relief, this has been Stories of Hope. Today's episode, Inside Albert. You can read more about Josh Duransky, the Fells Point Compassion Center, and Haven City Church in the spring 2019 issue of On Mission magazine. You can find that article at namb.net slash onmission. To hear more from Albert Miller, look for his podcast called Yogi Albert Speaks. Josh Turansky also records a podcast. It's called I Love Humans. You can find them both on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And finally, to learn more about how you and your church can help meet needs, build relationships, and change the lives of people who need food, clothes, or the other basics of life, go to sendrelief.org. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Stories of Hope.